Welcome to the Health Business Growth Show, where we take you behind the scenes of the top health businesses to learn how they built their success. Remember, success leaves clues, and we're going to be sharing those with you. I'm your host, JJ Bergen, Inc. 5000 founder of the Mindshare Collaborative, along with members of our Mindshare Mentor Team. And each week, we are joined by some of the most brilliant, innovative, and okay, slightly unhinged health business experts you're going to ever meet. These folks have built empires from scratch, navigated the choppy waters of entrepreneurship, and will be sharing both their struggles and their successes on the journey of creating a thriving health business. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level by learning from the best, you are in the right place. In each episode of the Health Business Growth Show, we'll tackle real-world, relevant topics to help you build your audience and scale your income. From marketing to mindset, from hiring to firing, and everything in between. We'll share our own stories of success and failure, interview some of the most amazing guests in the health business world, And we promise to never take ourselves too seriously. Because let's be honest, building your health business can be a bit challenging at times. Success takes resilience, creativity, courage, and a willingness to step outside of your comfort zone. And we are here to help you navigate through all of it. Find the humor in the chaos and build a health business that's truly worth it. So let's get this party started. We are so glad you are here. Hi, friends. There is something that every single health entrepreneur has to do. This is a non-negotiable, and that is to create community. It's Nat Kringudis here, one of your mentors, and I am so excited to introduce to you Jin Stevens in this episode. She is one of our community members and she is such a force when it comes to curating a community of like-minded people to get behind a soul-driven purpose. And it doesn't matter what the niche is. For her, it's fasting, but it doesn't matter what it is. What she's going to show you in this episode is how important curating a community is for your business and how it's absolutely going to move the needle for you. So without further ado, let's get into this episode of the Health Business Growth Show. Jean, thank you so much for joining me Thank today. you for having me. I'm so glad to be I'm, here. I'm excited. For those that might not know who you are, and as part of our Mindshare community, right. do you want to just give us a bit of a background? Okay. I am now, in this stage of my life, I'm a writer and a podcaster. But you're going to say I'm a rock star. Writer and a podcaster, well. but <laughs> I, I was an elementary teacher for 28 years, and my superpower is... All of my superpowers are things I learned as an elementary school teacher, mm-hmm. and they really relate very well into many other areas of life. You remember that book, if Everything I Know I Learned in Kindergarten? Yes. That's not <laughs> yes. The teaching of the kindergarten, you learn even more. But anyway, in the business world, you're why and here I am today. Basically, I struggled with my weight mm-hmm. for, for decades. You know, I yo-yoed from the very first diet I went on after college. Which is so many people's stories. You know, and then I ended up, you, as you yo-yo, you don't just go up and down. You go up, down, and then up more, mm-hmm. and then not down as much until eventually I found myself, I was obese. I was mm-hmm. 210 pounds. By that point, I had a doctorate in gifted education. I was a good teacher. I was smart. I could do anything I wanted to do except lose the weight. 
when I finally figured out how to lose the weight, 2014 into 2015, intermittent fasting, that was my answer. And so I just accidentally got started leading a little tiny Facebook community for myself, to support myself. I was like, I need a place that needs to be safe. I don't want to argue with people. I just want to be in a place. And I can tell my friends who want to know more and they can come there too. And so it was like, like I can remember the early days, there were like 30 of us in there. I'm like, hey, what deodorant have y'all found that doesn't stain your clothes? I mean, that was like the kind of conversations we were having. I love that thing. But no one was a troll. It was people I knew. Then though, people started wandering in and the rest is history. I love that. (laughs) Obviously... In terms of business and business growth, I want to talk to you about community because okay. I think you've really done a great job at curating, accidentally yeah. curating exactly. a community. A lot of it is because of the way that you've connected this community through stories. That's true. And so let's talk about that. Like, how have you found the power of telling a story part of the process in being able, because your numbers aren't terrible. No, they're <laughs> not. They're not. And the thing is that everyone connects to a story. Mm-hmm. And again, that's back to being an elementary teacher. You want to teach someone history? Tell it like a it's story. a story. You want to teach them math? Turn it into a story. And so in the real world, same thing. What inspires you to make any kind of a change in your life? An inspirational story does that. And so that fits so well in with the power of community because also everyone wants to belong to something, whether you're a third grader or whether you're 70 years old. You want to belong to something. You want to be somewhere where you can be weird and you can be yourself and you want to be able to you know, talk about your struggles. You want to be yourself and you want to not have to put on this perfect front all the time. And so creating a safe place for people to come together, share their stories, the good, the bad, and the ugly, and using you know, what I learned as an elementary teacher of don't be a jerk, mm. right? Mm. That teacher voice, you know, like, um, you think you might could say that in another way. Yeah. But that works on adults too. <laughs> but also the other thing that it does is it builds trust. And that's what you've, in these communities, how important has that been to build? It's super important. It needs to be a place where people can feel safe, like I said, to be themselves. You know you have a real community when people start posting things about their life that are totally unrelated to... Like deodorant. Exactly. That was early days. But when you have a giant community mm. and people are there... And they're posting things that may not be related to intermittent fasting, for example, with my genre. And they're like talking about their mother dying and the struggle of their day, their real life things. Or like when they're, when they're bringing their other parts of their life into it and supporting each other through them. And we're so much more than just like this little beast or how you eat or when you eat it or whatever. We're whole people and it affects us. But when we can come somewhere and talk about it together just feels like a safe place. And then people want to be a part of that. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think to belong, it's about belonging. It is belonging. Isn't it? it is. And I think that's what the last few years have showed us as well. It's people true. really want. So how did that, did you see a shift with that, with the pandemic? Because people wanted community more than ever. Well, and they couldn't get it outside <laughs> of their homes, could they? The, the pandemic caused a lot of changes in my community. When I initially started that little tiny Facebook group that grew and grew, End of 2020, beginning of 2021, we had about 500,000 combined members in all of my Facebook groups. And it was actually, it started to become traumatic Mm. to run those communities because people were also in a panic. And that carried over. And they weren't being their kindest selves, let's just say, Mm -hmm. on social media. And so that was when I realized it was time to make a shift to 
place that was a little different. So I, I took my community off of Facebook in early 2021. And you know, there were people telling me, like my husband, for example, he's like, oh, don't do that. The only reason you have so many people is because you have this free platform. And we, if we've been offering something for free, we're scared to start to charge mm, for it, right? So true. And that was a little scary because way did you move the community? I moved it to, first I moved it to a place that was terrible. <laughs> the platform really? sounded so good. It had been around since 2012. It had some big names associated with it. It was kind of like if your granddad <laughs> made a social media app or something and you were like, yeah, granddad. <laughs> but then, like your son who's still in college made one. Which one do you think would be better? Yeah, right. right. Now in circle. Yeah. But right. I moved people there actually before I came to the mm -hmm. first um, Mindshare. I'd already moved to Circle. And when when they said we're moving, and then I know yes. Mindshare's not on Circle anymore, but it is a great platform yeah. for community. It's really easy for it's easy to monetize. Mm -hmm. But when I had to make that decision, it was scary mm -hmm. to move from five hundred thousand people to now I'm gonna ask people to pay when I've been supporting them for free. And people are super entitled when it's free. Yes. So I, mean, I actually find they're harder to manage. That's true. They are yeah. much harder to manage yes. when something is free. But I was so scared. And here's what I told myself at that time. I said, okay, here's what has to happen for my own mental health, right? And my own ability to continue to manage. You can't manage communities with 500,000 people, mm -hmm. especially when everybody's all in a panic about things and social media was going nuts. So I told myself, if this move means no one ever buys another one of my books and people stop listening to my podcast and this part of my life is over, I'm okay with that. And so I said, this is how important it is to me. Right. But guess what, though? That's not what happened. How many people moved? Probably around 5,000. So here's the thing, though. Prior to that, you weren't collecting any re return Zero. on that. Zero, yeah. So even if you, even if you got 5,000 people over, it's 5,000 times right. whatever more than you were having before. Exactly. And the jerks aren't going to move. Mm -hmm. Sorry, well, internet jerks. Really the, really the jerks them. are not going to pay $9.99 a month. So if you're wondering what's the barrier of entry for jerks, it's $9.99 a month. I wasn't charging a lot. But, but you had volume within your volume. community. And, and so this is where I think a lot of people love the idea of a community or a membership right. or something that's paid. But if they don't have the volume, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, and here's something that's really important to know. If you don't have the volume, your community is not going to have enough engagement and you're going to be in there talking to an empty room because people mm. have to yourself. Well, you know, it's, it's true. It's actually harder to talk to yourself than it is to talk to people. Exactly. <laughs> so if you're on like Instagram or Facebook or TikTok or wherever you are that's free, people are on there already. And the problem with that as a community is that you just, people see you if the algorithm shows you mm -hmm. to them. Mm -hmm. And that was one, another reason why it was time to leave Facebook. But the of those places is people are already there. And so if they're if your content is put in front of them, they see it without having to do anything. So when you're off of one of the big platforms, any of those other alternate community building sites, it takes effort for people to go there. Mm. So you have to have a large enough group of people that are having the conversation because you don't want to be there like alone trying to you know do all the content yourself. You need enough people probably like a thousand. If you get a thousand people somewhere, then they're going to be, there's going to be enough content that they will engage themselves. Right. And you need to put some in here and there too. Like I just put a picture of myself today wearing my dress nice. and, you know, yes. just, they want to sprinkle yourself in there as well. But it's not the gym show. It's community. Yes. And the goal is for not everything in there to need my touch. Hmm. The goal is like, I was like, I'm going to a conference. I'm going to be gone. Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> Support each other. 
but they're all trained in our our ethics and the way that we operate. And I think that's important to set up from the beginning, isn't it? What's the expectation, how you expect the members to behave? Yeah. It's like children. Well, it's true. And, you know, I don't have rules and all that, but for the adults in the community, but they just see it. But they know me from the podcast, me from my book. Because when I write books, I very much myself in them. I, mm-hmm. I write from my own voice. And the same in the podcast. And they know me. The saying, your vibe attracts your tribe. Of course. That has really been the case. You know, we don't have. You know, people are always like, thank you to all the moderators here in the community. Yeah. I'm like, well, it's me and it's two other admins. Yeah. And we're not moderating the content. Like on Facebook, we had to be like eyes on it. Mm-hmm. Ready to delete things. Ready to get people out of the community that weren't a good fit. We don't have to do that on the private Yeah, community. how good. That's so good. I think that's one of the things that holds a lot of people back right. from creating a community is the moderation. And when you're in a place, when people really know you and they know what you stand for and they know who you are and they know what you're, they're not going to come in and be jerks, like no. I said, because they've paid the money. They're invested. They didn't wander in. On Facebook, people wandered in. They might be in a hundred groups. They don't know your philosophies. Mm. They might not have ever heard of you if you have a free group. But someone who takes the time to go to my website, click the button, put in their credit card number, they've taken those steps. They know what I believe in already. How is that set up? Is that a residual monthly payment that is there on some type of subscription? Yes, it's Mm -hmm. a subscription. Circle works. They have a paywall, they call it, and different subscriptions that you can set up. So you can join mine with literally $9.99 a month Mm -hmm. until you cancel, or it's $59.99 a year. That's not very much. I think... The nice thing about that for a lot of us is there's a lot of uncertainty in our income each month. Yeah. It's one of the only ways that I can see something can be a residual income, whether you've got a subscription model for a supplement line or a subscription model for a membership. I think it's really nice. It feels nice to have that knowing that the rest of your numbers can do whatever, but I know each month that I've got this. And it's pretty consistent. It's interesting Mm. because it's been pretty consistent since probably when we made the shift at the end of 2021 away from the bad platform, like Voldemort shall not be named. (laughs) Yeah, don't give it any attention. No, I'm not even going to get the name (laughs) of it. But when we moved to Circle, which they're constantly making it better, but we've been pretty, pretty consistent month over month with the, the amount of, of money coming in. Mm. It's been really nice. It's pretty consistent. We'll have seasons where it peaks like the, can I cuss on this podcast? <laughs> I'm an elementary teacher. I, I've, I've been trained to not say what I'm thinking for all the years. But people have those oh shit moments. Yeah. In, and it is after the holidays. Mm-hmm. That's when the money really goes mm-hmm. up. People are like, I got to join something. Or yeah. they're like, I'm yeah. the people that come back. And like right before summer. And then right after summer and then right before the holidays. But those are like the four times that we our membership will peak a little bit and then they'll go away. And you have to learn there are always going to be people that are restarting and those are your bread and butter. The people who are like there struggling the most are the ones that need you. So you have to, well, if it wasn't for the strugglers, I wouldn't have a job. Yeah. You know. I mean, it's true. And you're okay with them. The, coming in and out anyway. You want people to kind of come and go. choose their own health journey. Exactly, exactly. And people often come back and they'll stop for a while. They're like, why did I quit? But the good news is we have a lot of people in our community love to give back. I didn't tell this part of it. When I was on Facebook and I had the 500,000 combined members, I had a hundred and something moderators. Oh my god! They were all volunteers. Wow. Oh wow! They were all volunteers because they were so passionate about how intermittent mm-hmm. fasting had changed their life. Mm-hmm. And of course, we had like moderator guidelines and behind the scenes chats. And I would wake up and say, "Oh no, why did this person do that?" The moderator 
because it was all like they were representing right. me, which was another reason why it was great to leave Facebook. Absolutely. They didn't always decide the way Jen would do it. Right? <laughs> At any given time, is it continually increasing or do you notice that there is ebbs and flows? There's ebbs and flows. Is there a number yeah, that it sits around? Like the number of members? Yeah. Does it sit at a, a common number? We're, it's, it's hard. I would have to look. Yeah. We've had a total, I don't know. We're probably sitting in around five to seven thousand. Yeah, coming in. And then one thing I've toyed with the idea of, and it probably isn't appropriate here, but I have a membership and mm-hmm. I want to have a cutoff point as, and then have a wait list to bring people in. That I could see how that would be like psychologically. Ooh. It's structured so that a founding price right. is a founding price, and it's hasn't gone up, but it's supposed right. to have gone up. I still yeah. haven't done that. But I think that's another way because I'm always thinking of how can I make it better, but how can I keep the members here? That's you know, true. I, I, that's where I have to put thought into it. And I'm yeah. sure you do too. Well, what value can I give them? For me, I have a little bit of an opposite idea of I want it to keep growing so that they don't need so much of me. Right. So like, like I'm here. I, I wasn't engaged all day yesterday because I was busy doing mm-hmm. amazing things. Then I went back to the room all hyped up from our amazing sessions and I started catching up for the day. And I realized what a great job people had done answering questions that they really, I just had to go in and do a little add a girl, add a boy here (laughs) and you look great kinds of things. But people with their problems and their challenges, other group members, they often say things way better than I would Mm -hmm. because they take the time, they like will connect to something and they'll give such a thoughtful reply. And so when we train our community in, in the way that we support people, they do the same thing. Yeah. So if they're just like repeating, what you've said to them, perhaps, mm. or what they've heard you say a hundred times on your podcast. Mm. And say, that is real, that's the teacher in me. Which I think is great. We talked about this. Um, we did a podcast panel. Yeah. And we talked about this on the podcast panel. But I think being trained to listen is really important. Mm-hmm. A lot of us just want to talk. And I think this is where, as, as a teacher or a health provider, I think we are actually trained to listen. And also hear what is underneath it. Mm. That is a, a gift that I have probably from being a teacher. But somebody will make a post about something, for example. <laughs> and I'll <laughs> be like, what's really happening? And if I can tell them, I know. And I'm like, I've got a couple of follow-up questions for you. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's really it. Being able to really get to the root of the thing and understanding that what someone is really struggling with. Because, you know, eating and food. And your weight, and, and you weren't, we're not just a, how can we have you lose weight as fast as you can place. We're, you know, it's like, what are you, what is really going to make you happy and feeling good in your body? And do you need to be a size here? Or, right. Yeah. Do you need to restrict all that food? It's about finding the balance. Just for the listener that's, all right, I want to create a community. Right. Just in terms of, you have a podcast, yeah, and from the podcast, you led them into the initial community or Facebook group. No, I started with the Facebook. Oh, group. you started the with Facebook the group Facebook was school first. Group. I was just a teacher who had right. lost eighty pounds, right. and I wanted a place where I could talk about dinner with my friends who wanted to know more about intermittent fasting. Seriously, got you. And so yeah. the podcast came later. Oh yeah, the first thing I did was when I was running one running my groups, I had a pinned post where it was like people would wander in and they'd be total jerks. And we were like, read the pinned post. And it got longer and longer and longer and longer with, no, don't have lemon in your water. No, we're not going to have, don't put butter in your coffee. All the different things with our fasting. And it was because of all that I was like, there needs to be a book with all this in there. Just a book. And that's when I wrote my first book at the end of 2016. I wrote my first book. And I'm like, just read my book now. Join the community or the Facebook group, but read my book. And so that's really how it started to grow. And my book came out at the end of 2016. 
And then somebody wandered in and said, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Is anyone interested in that? And I had, you know, I believe the universe brings the people into our lives when it's the right time. I had just been a guest on a podcast. I'd never listened to a podcast. <laughs> I didn't have to listen to a podcast. But someone in my Facebook group said, would you come on my podcast? I'm like, whatever, I'll try. And I was like, well, that wasn't terrible as a guest. I, I could do a podcast. Then the very next week, someone comes in my group and says, I'm, anybody want to start a podcast? I'd never heard of her. And I'm like, okay. And so I was with her on that podcast for five years Amazing. and it taught me how to podcast. The power of the community yeah. has then allowed you to go on and these people trust you. You've right. heard that, right? We'll do whatever you tell them to do. And it's a privilege to support these people, right? But it's so powerful from a business perspective because when you create a product, right. the buyers are already there. That's true. You just have to be really careful and make sure people understand. Like early in my podcast days, my co-host on that podcast that I'm no longer on, she and I discovered we were both taking the same supplement. It was serapeptides was the name of it. And I was taking it because I had fibroids before I started intermittent fasting. And I had fibroids and I heard you know, that would be great for the fibroids. So we just talked about it. Then all of a sudden, everyone is suddenly taking serapeptides. And I'm like, wait a minute. No, why are you? Don't stop taking it. I'm like, well, you take it. <laughs> you I had realized over the years mm -hmm. that, you know, when you have a large community and a large following, yeah. I don't know if I like that word following, but you know what I mean? You have to be really careful what you say. Because people want to do what you're doing, even if they don't need to do what you're doing. I think that's a really important point. So I try to stress to everybody, we're all in N equals mm -hmm. one. We're a study of one. You could follow me around and eat exactly what I eat when I eat it and have completely different results than me. Yeah. It's about finding your best timing, the best food that works for you, what makes you feel, you know, relaxing into the process and, and learning, you know, tweak it till it's easy, but helping your community feel empowered. And that's my goal. My goal. Is there standout times where that's been hard or you've like actually messed up? You're like, with, oh with my gosh. Just, yeah, because I think that like to the outside looking in, right? it's, oh my gosh, you have so many people would just absolutely love to be in that position. Right. As a big community, big following, but it, there's a responsibility like exactly. I've just touched on. And has well, that, that ever been heavy? Like I wish I had not mentioned that I took that supplement. Right. Because. Not everyone should be taking it at all. And you should never take a supplement if you don't know why you're taking mm. it, right? Just things that I endorse and people that advertise on my podcast, having to be so very careful with that. Mm. And if something isn't a good product, people don't like it, then they're not going to trust you. That's true. So you have to be really careful. And I also would like to say that people know if the only reason you have them as the audience is because you want to sell them things. And they don't, they're tired of that. They can see through it. You are not just there for the purpose of selling them things. You need to be helping them in their journey. Even if they buy nothing that you're selling, they're getting value out of listening to you or being part of your community or whatever it is. And then also there's this. I think it's a, a smart strategy as well because, yes, you are bringing them into a community. Right. You're providing them with information. They're paying to be there, but then you've yeah. also got the opportunity to sell them other products. Oh, exactly. So from a business perspective, it's actually... Very smart. Absolutely smart. And I'm not saying that you should not. If you've got products that complement whatever it in your niche is, whatever you're doing, you absolutely, I think, have, you know, unfortunately, we're intermittent fasting and we fast clean, which means black coffee, plain water. Right. I, I don't have anything to sell. You buy whatever coffee you like. Yeah. And you know, even fasting's like, a it's uh, pretty horrible, a horrible actual business model because <laughs> it doesn't require anything. But it does because they need support. They, they need support. And that's what I'm providing with them. But, you know, it's there's also, like, what do they do at 
when they're not fasting. Then they're eating whatever they feel like about it. And that's funny because I do have companies that sponsor me, like Green Chef, mm. but Hello Fresh, and you yeah, know, right. Daily Harvest. It's also and, really uh, important though for you to be aligned with those companies. And you're 100%. not saying you, you, we're not talking about starving. We're talking about fasting and educating people about what else they can do when they're not. Fasting. It's nourishing your body. Correct. It's, it's so all of yes, yes, and also anything to do with weight management. I think is also, yeah, not too difficult to market. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Yeah. And so you've nailed it. Like you yeah. just nailed it, and it's all just because of your own personal experience. Well, it's true, and I, I think I've heard from a lot of people that is one reason that you know it drew them to me. And in, in my first book, Delight on Deny, which I self-published at the end of 2016, it was more about my story. And I had lost 80 pounds at that point. And so people, and you know, I was just a teacher writing a book, and they're like, I heard your story, and, and it sounded like mine. Mm. And so they really realized if she could do it after all that she went through, then I can do it too. Yeah. And so I think that that made a difference. So I've walked the walk. I've been where they are. I was obese. I was obese and yeah. struggled and yo-yoed. And I did the crazy things. I did the shots that you get from the doctor. I did the diet drugs. If I was trying to lose weight right now, I'd be right in there getting those whatever right. they're selling right now. But thank goodness that I, I don't you have to do any yeah. of that. I just get to eat delicious food every day until I'm satisfied. But people... That's what they want to. That is, people do not want to count and micromanage, and they're tired of that. Yeah. And so, it's the beauty of it. So, the health entrepreneur that's listening, last piece of advice when it comes to community: Have we missed anything? I think you have to start first with a free one. Like I said, you got to have the numbers. You don't just want to go to a paid community from the beginning, and you have to be ready for people to be mad at you when you start. Oh, yeah. People are like, I can't believe I read your book, and you're now you're going to make me pay to join a community. I'm like. I'm sorry. How many authors have free books where they support you for life? You buy a book. So about, that's about get you. Get a book. It's about <laughs> you being strong in what you know you're offering yeah. as well. And I think it's something that we're all, anyone that's listening, I would imagine, is in a similar position exactly. where we are a leader in health. So yeah. we have to have that confidence. We, and you have to be willing to. Your, your time is worth it. And again, people, when something is free... Yeah. They don't value There's it no as value. much. There's mm-hmm. not as, as much value there. So again... You might have to start free. I started free. But eventually, when you have a big enough group of people, I mean, maybe if you have a ton of people who already listen to your podcast, you already have a large enough group and you don't have to have a free Facebook group mm-hmm. for a while. You can bypass that completely. But, or you can have levels of groups. So right. Like you can have a free circle community. But if you want more, that's behind the paywall. So yeah. that's something to think about. So great. Thank yeah. you for chatting with me well, today. I've loved lo- it. I've loved this. And you're such a wealth of information when it comes to community and, and mm-hmm. building and supporting a community. Yeah. It's amazing. If you just remember, people want to feel safe. They want to belong. They want to feel heard. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Well done. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. So many gems dropped right then and there, guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Health Business Growth Show. Please, if there's someone you'd love us to feature that you want to hear from, go ahead, reach out. We'd love to continue to create amazing episodes that bring value and the content that you as the listener really want to hear from. So go ahead, reach out to us. We would love to extend that. And let's just continue to create awesome content that is helping all health business entrepreneurs because it is a bit of a different road as we've discussed many times. 
I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Until next time, bye for now. Here at the Mindshare Collaborative, we are committed to helping you increase your vision, income, and impact. One of the first things we'd love to support you on is adding a high-profit leveraged income stream so that you can enjoy more time and money freedom. And to help you get started, I've created the Health Professionals Playbook for building multiple streams of income that identifies five proven strategies for creating a sustainable income beyond your primary practice to create time and money freedom. To get your free copy as my gift to you, 